0: How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So the Yankees, are they done this offseason? We're going to talk about kind of the latest rumors, what we think the Yankees still need. And look, like, you know, I've been going through this roster up and down, and I don't necessarily see a weakness aside from the starting rotation. Um, I do think I'll, I'll kind of talk about each individual spot why I think it's okay. But, you know, the starting rotation really is the only unit that I look at and say, we're missing that one consistent piece, you know, right behind Garrett Cole. Like, we're missing that guy who's going to show up and shove every single appearance um i don't trust marcus stroman over 130 innings i don't trust clark schmidt although i do think he's a good player that will take a step forward i don't trust nesta cortez to stay healthy I haven't seen it from Carlos Rodon yet I'm hoping and I have plenty of faith but I am still a bit concerned about that rotation but the upside is there I think the rest of the Yankee team is, is pretty solid personally the outfield just you know we went from being one of the worst to one of the best in one offseason the infield Volpe should get better DJ LeMay he was a fine defensive third baseman and a good hitter um Torres obviously above average hitter hopefully he can you know put together a 2022 like season defensively and Guys, Rizzo, before that concussion, was our best hitter. Like, he was performing better than Aaron Judge before that concussion. Um, Now, I don't think he's better than Aaron Judge. I don't think he's going to hit better than Aaron Judge. But if he can actually bounce back and showcase even a glimpse of what we saw during the first 53 games of the 2023 season... Rizzo in the 5 spot or the 6 spot is going to be insane value in production. We're not talking about that enough. He's been our number 2 hitter the last couple of seasons, but now you don't even need him in the top half of the batting order. You can put him at 5 or 6, middle batting order, bottom, and, man, that type of production and, and value is going to be very, very beneficial to this Yankee team. But, you know, Ryan, what are you thinking right now in terms of what the Yankees do need? Do you think that we're done right now? Cashman had a couple of quotes today on MLB Radio suggesting they are still scouring the trade market, considering free agents. I don't think they're necessarily done just yet, but I don't think we're going to see any more big, monstrous moves.
1: Yeah, so I think that there are a couple of interesting factors here that pertain to their minor league depth, right? Like, how much do they trust their minor league depth to give them what they need uh, in the rotation in case of an injury? Now, personally... I'm a little, bit, uh, a little bit skeptical of the idea of, all right, we could just go to our farm system and just churn out a bunch of guys who are going to help us, um, just because of the fact that you're going to have guys who aren't necessarily fully stretched out as starters. Uh, guys like Luis Healer come back from surgery. You had just Domez didn't complete uh, a single outing with five innings last year, so you'd have to stretch them out a little bit. Um, and then you have Beater and Warren, where it's your, your two immediate guys. But I think if, during the course of the season, the Yankees are going to need more than just eight guys who can make starts for them. I think they're going to have at least 10 guys, uh, make 10 different guys make a start for them at some point, whether it's as an opener or a traditional starter. I'm not saying they're going to have 10 guys make multiple starts for them, just one at the very least. Uh, and I, I think they could use another addition to the rotation. I think Luke Weaver is going to be their, their sixth starter. But again, I'm not sure how confident I feel in that. I've said this before, but, you know, we, Luke Weaver's a guy that the Yankees obviously have a lot of belief and a lot of faith in, and you have to, uh, you know, give them the chance to let that work out or not work out. Um, but projecting him for above average run prevention would be foolish. That would be, you know, that's not, that's being very optimistic. That's putting on some rose tinted glass and saying, yep, he's going to go out there and be one of the better pitchers in uh, the American League. I, I just think that's a little bit much. Could he be an average run preventer? Could he be slightly below average and give you some volume? Sure, but you can't really look at him as a impact starting pitcher there's a reason why he got only two million dollars there's a reason why you know he wasn't getting 10 to 11 million dollars like we just saw Luis Severino get what uh, 13 million dollars and He's injury-prone, and he was terrible last year, whereas Luke Weaver's not getting $13 million. I think that kind of indicates you know where the market value is on him. And you know, I, I think the Yankees could benefit from adding a guy, maybe to even their AAA system, like somebody who uh, has a, a track record of being stretched out as a starter and, and has some good stuff and, and could make a start here or there. I think the, G- the Giants are a team that has a plethora of guys like that. I think the Yankees could certainly be interested in their talent pool, and the Yankees do have something that would be of interest to the Giants in Oswald Peraza, since their president of baseball operations, uh, Farhan Zaidi, mentions specifically wanting a young, defensive, athletic shortstop. And that's kind of what Peraza is. So maybe that is right up their alley. Um, maybe they go into free agency and sign a swing man. I know Jacob Junis is still out there. That's a guy I've talked about. Or maybe they just feel like they want to shore up their bullpen up, and they're like, you know what? We'll we'll save the starting pitching additions for if we need it. We'll kind of see what we have right now, evaluate that, and then go into the deadline looking to add more. And with a really good bullpen, you can mask some of your rotational issues at least for the short term. Uh, maybe they bring back Peralta. Maybe they bring back Middleton. Hector Neeris has been floated out there. We debated about him uh, on yesterday's pod. It's still kind of up in the air, whether that's likely or not, because Jack Curry was very quick to just pour cold water on it. He didn't say, I'm unsure if the Yankees are interested. He didn't say, I'm unsure if the Yankees will match his price point. He flat out said, I had two executives tell me that they're not going to match up most likely this offseason. So that is notable. Those are notable news. And Jack Curry's probably the number one guy we go to and say, whatever he says is basically the gospel. Um, and, and I think that, you know, this would be what, the first time he'd be wrong about something if they were to sign Naris. So I, I'll press the heavy doubt button on them getting uh, Hector and even though I think he's a good fit. But ultimately, when you start looking at that pitching market, I know that Mark Sand reported that like the best, the only offer on the table for Blake Snell, this all all at any point in the offseason was was from the Yankees at six years, $150 million. But do you think that the Yankees sign Marcus Stroman so that they could say, hey, we're just waiting for when Snell's price drops? I think they're out on Snell. I don't think they're in on Snell. Maybe a Snell would miraculously say, I'll take a deal where I can opt out at a, after year one, or you guys can you know, cut me loose after year one. Maybe they'd be interested in that, but Alex, and, and I'll let you kind of go off of this point here. I think if they make any additions, it's either a bullpen one or not like a like a depth starter. We're not talking a nine-figure contract, uh, or we're not talking like a superstar and Cy Young caliber kind of guy entering this rotation between now and spring training.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. The only way I think Snell is still an opportunity for the Yankees is if he doesn't get any other offers, and right now, he doesn't have any other offers, but... I'll float this out there. A lot of teams are waiting, like Texas, for example, for their TV rights situation to be figured out. Once that is solved, they're anticipating the free agent market is going to heat up and things will start moving a little bit more quickly. There's still like over 150 free agents or something, crazy number like that. So uh, teams are waiting for those things to kind of finalize before they make any big financial decisions. But, you know, the Yankees gave him, according to Finestand, like you said, six years, 150, 25 mil per year. That's a bargain for Blake Snell, in my opinion. I I imagine they probably included an out after, like, the third season or something like that. That way, you know, he has the option. They have the option. But, you know, he wants – if you're Snell, you want – you're 31 years old. You want your big payday right now, right? You want to get as much money as humanly possible right now because this is really your last chance to do this. You're coming off your best season as a professional. NL NL Cy Young Award winner, 225 ERA, 180 innings pitched. This is the season you want to cash in. Um, So they're not going to bend the knee to a team like the Yankees that are trying to get him at a bargain Value, which 25 million dollars for his arm you know he obviously helps you in your quest for a world series this upcoming season in the next two or three years before I think we see like that significant regression and that contract looks like hell um that's kind of why I think it Cashman's doing a good job of not bending the knee to his demands because that contract I mean you know, you look at his his career averages, you look at how many innings... He's pitched over 180 innings twice. I mean, this past season he was at 180, only once before that. He had five consecutive seasons. Um, you know, or four the four seasons prior to 2023, he had never pitched over 128 innings. So, you know, you look at that, those numbers... That's like where Marcus Stroman's landing, like around 130 innings. at similar production in terms of the numbers. So you're like, I'm gonna pay 25, 20, $30 million for that because he's had one great season in the last five years. That's the same tale that we that we spoke about with Cody Bellinger. Over the last four years, he's had one great season and you're gonna pay him 25, $30 million for that one great season when the averages suggest there is going to be regression. You're gonna be disappointed in the expectations you actually, um, of what the tangible results are. So, With that being said, I like the idea of trading for a player. You mentioned um, Edward Cabrera. I actually floated this name out to you right before we started recording. David Robertson. If the Yankees want to go on a much cheaper alternative route to Hector Neris, who, in my opinion, two years, $20 million, not worth it at 34 years old. Neris is solid. Again, another player coming off his best season. You're gambling on that. You know what I mean? You're gambling he's going to run back his best year as a professional, and his postseason numbers are not very good. I like David Robertson a lot. He's going to be a one-year deal candidate. 38 years old. He's older. But he's been really effective over the last couple seasons. He pitched 65.1 innings last year, had a 303 ERA. However, before he was traded from the Mets to the Miami Marlins, he pitched 44 innings with the Mets, had a 205 ERA. The guy was lights out. He was killing it. Solid ground ball rates, solid left on base percentages. Doesn't give up many home runs, um, you know, at least, you know, maybe around league average. He's a good pitcher right now and he's cheap and he offers you a lot of depth. Um, and and I'll say this: He has a ton of um, MLB postseason experience as well. Forty seven point one innings of postseason action, three oh four ERA in playoff contention. You know, what are your thoughts about that? You know, much more affordable. We're talking um, for a guy like David Robertson at thirty eight years old, a couple of good years under his belt. He has pitched for the Yankees. He knows what it's like to be in the Bronx. I like this is a more affordable one year deal than going after Narrust on a two-year twenty million dollar deal. I know Robertson's a little bit older, but I like his veteran leadership. I like the fact he's been good over the last couple of years. He's pitched over 60 innings. He can he can help you in high leverage situations. You know, what are your thoughts on this concept?
1: Yeah, so look, I think age is obviously an important factor to talk about here, but Another thing that's important to talk about, cause, cause I'm gonna be like, we can't just sit here and say, yeah, he's getting older. So clearly that means he's getting worse. His stuff plus went from 116 in 2022 to 125 in 2023. That's a pretty big jump. And I really like this pull. I think this would be an excellent one-year candidate. Um, I know that he he took a step back with the Miami Marlins, but it wasn't for reasons such as a velocity decline or just flat out not having stuff or not getting swings and misses. He just pitched worse. Like, I don't really know how else to explain it. He actually allowed fewer home runs. He allowed a similar amount of barrels, but it just... Didn't work. Like he just started getting hit. Like he gave had a 385 bat pip against. I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think it's going to happen to him uh, next year. And, and personally, I, again, like we could say, oh, is he going to break? Is he just going to break down over the course of a full season? Well, here's the big thing. Like, I, I think the New York Yankees would be able to get a guy who they could just slot into the back in their bullpen. They're not going to ask him to be, you know, the best reliever in their bullpen or their closer. Like, if you look at how Robertson pitched to end the season over uh, the month of September, 174 ERA struck out 16.55 batters per nine. Uh, he was excellent, right? So, you know, as the season went on, yeah, he had a stretch where he wasn't very good, but it's not like he was consistently just, it was just all downhill and it's like, all right, this guy's done, washed, got to move on from him. He's done in the league. Like, I think this is the type of guy that could be, you know, a good middle of the reliever guy for you. Um, in terms of his splits against lefties and righties, you know, he handles lefties well, he handles righties well, makes sense considering he has a wicked curveball and he has a really good cutter slider combination. So I'm not shocked by that. And ultimately, like, as we go into the 2020, uh, 2024 season, having just a plethora of really good arms is important. And the Yankees certainly have minor league depth to, to to kind of handle an injury to their bullpen, right? Like if David Robertson, you're like, hey, all right, he's old. He's going to need like a couple of weeks, right? Like he had... Um, discomfort in his hamstring or whatever like he has a sore hamstring and you're like why why even push it just put him on the 15 day il we'll bring him back in two weeks he gets to say all right ron marinaccio all right luis heel all right clayton beater all right uh you know yo gomez what do you guys you guys just come up here for a couple weeks and just if we need you we'll we'll call upon you they can certainly do that like right now their bullpen's really stacked like right now nick Another guy, Nick Ramirez, right? He put up a sub three ERA for the Yankees out of the bullpen last year and has a minor league option and is left-handed. The Yankees have a plethora of guys who can just be solid relievers for them. So adding another high leverage guy, another guy who could be, you know, put up really good numbers for you. It's not a bad idea at all. As long as you're not paying a ton, you're not committing, you know, two, three years to a guy who's going to be entering his age 39 season it's a win. And as you mentioned, alluded to earlier, the Yankees just need a little bit more pitching, right? Like we just, we just want them to be a little more secure on that side of things. And I think Brian Cashman wants them to be a little more secure on that side of things. Zips released their projections and they project the Yankees for 92 wins, but also said that their systems believe that they'll be close to that 86 to 90 win range because of a lack of depth. Depth is going to define this team. We know what they have in terms of their front end talent. Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole. It's really hard to argue that any other team has, you know, better, better star level talent. You have what the Dodgers. And, and that's really it, right? Like the Yankees have a plethora of like, they have a lot of top 15 players, right? Like they probably cover up a third of the top 15 list for MLB players in terms of just hitters in the league. What they've got two of the three or four best in all of baseball. It's just a matter of, all right, is Alex Verdugo going to be the 20th best left fielder in baseball or the 12th best left fielder in baseball? Um, You know, is Marcus Shomer going to be the, uh, um, you know, a, a the number six, pitcher in baseball, or the number 40 or 30th best pitcher in baseball? Is Rodon the worst pitcher in baseball, or can it be a top 20, 25, even 30 guy I'd take? Right? Those are the questions the Yankees are asking at this point. If Aaron Judge is anything less than one of the 10 best players in baseball next year, I'd be shocked. Same thing for Juan Soto. If Garrett Cole has won anything other than one of the best, 10 best pitchers in baseball next year, I'd be shocked as well. So, you know, ultimately adjusting the depth to be good enough. You just need everybody else to be good enough and you need to make sure you make the right addition at the deadline. Guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to underperform. There are going to be guys in this team that we expect to bounce back or we hope to bounce back or we hope to get better in pitch stripes that just don't, right? Maybe it's Alex Verdugo. Maybe it's Anthony Rizzo. Maybe it's Giancarlo Stein, Maybe it's C.J. LeVayu, right? Maybe it's Anthony Volpe. Who knows, right? But there are going to at least one or two of those guys aren't going to work out that's baseball right um you just need to make sure that at the deadline you're positioned to make those acquisitions to make the team better which looking at their farm system they very much are in a great position to make deadline moves and then on top of that making sure that the uh, enough of your guys convert and have the seasons they're projected to have because if they do things gonna be really good next year and i think robertson would just be an addition to that depth and again just increasing the floor and ceiling of this team even if it's marginally
0: Exactly, and you're only gonna have to give him a one-year deal. He signed a one-year, ten-million-dollar deal with the Mets last off-season. In fact, he's his own agent. He's actually using agent, so he should be directly negotiating with him. Being that he's gonna be 39 years old, I feel like a one-year, like eight-million-dollar deal is more than enough, and you get out of that right after. You know what I mean? Like you're you you save yourself the the potential of Neris sucking next season and still have to pay him $10 mil in 2025. You move on from Robertson, good veteran arm, you know, still has some juice left in the tank, obviously. Um, I don't mind it. I think that's a fine, low-key signing where he's got plenty of MLB experience, plenty of playoff experience, and he's played with the Yankees. And, you know, it's not hard to play for the Yankees. So, or actually, it's not easy to play for the Yankees. Um, So, you know, Robertson has that experience. I think that goes a long way, personally. But, you know, we'll see what the Yankees do on the bullpen side of things. I think, offensively, we're more than good. I think, like you said, we have two of the best hitters in the game, not to mention Rizzo bouncing back, Hopefully, Glaber, you know, taking some big offensive steps forward Anthony Volpe, hopefully taking a big step forward in his second season. Verdugo has the capacity to be an above average hitter. Um, this team has plenty, you know, we have plenty of offensive upside and bats and proven uh, commodities, but it really is going to come down to the pitching, in my opinion, as it always does for the Yankees. Like, I mean, aside from last year, I think most of the time it's really comes down to the starting rotation and players getting hurt, not leading up to expectations. We have a lot of injury concerns and, and you know, Cashman said it himself, You know, you don't really want to take a gamble on the rotation like we kind of are. You know, we have a lot of bounce back candidates. We have a lot of guys that are coming back from injuries or inconsistencies. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to go down that road. But that's why the Yankees are still considering um, adding pieces. I think at some point between now and the summer trade deadline, the Yankees are going to get another starting pitcher. I I would put money on it. I think could be a guy like Cabrera, could be a guy like Shane Bieber, who knows, maybe they want to go all in on a guy like Corbin Burns, because they feel like their team is killing it, and they're one superstar piece away in the rotation from winning a championship. Um, You know, if they feel that way, I would not, I would not, you know, hold it back from Cashman, like, to try to make a move of that capacity. I think the truth is simple, like, if you have a chance to win a World Series, you take your chance, you know what I mean? If the Yankees you know, trade a prospect. They may not want to trade a prospect, uh, you know, for a, a superstar level player. And that guy helps them win a World Series. I don't think that we were going to regret it. You know, I would trade Spencer Jones to win World Series in 2024. I imagine most of you guys would probably agree with that. Um, but, you know, that's... that's it's always... A what if? You never know if a guy is actually going to end up being that key piece and you know helping you push you over the hump at least. But you know, guys, always happy to hear perspectives down below in the YouTube comments section about this Yankee team, what the weaknesses you think they are, and obviously if the Yankees are going to make any additional moves. It seems like they're still scouring the market, trying to find a good piece for them. Um, we'll see how things materialize. We got you guys covered on the news on a daily basis. Make sure to like and subscribe as always, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.